It's the Morning J Show. Then. Welcome to the Morning J Show. Yo, yo, yo. good morning, good, good afternoon, good night. Actually, it's my time right now. Hi, Bussy, here. This was the debut of our theme song that I had made. Um, hi guys, I haven't talked to you in a long time. We had a lot. Of, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, some about wrestling, some about my travel, stuff about uh, my cousin and her surgery, and she's back at home. Stuff along those lines. Just a little bit of, just a little bit, just a little bit of yapping. Tonight, not gonna be a long show tonight. Not gonna be a long show tonight. But we're here. We're here. Hello. So I've been going through a rough couple of weeks. Like you know, like we just be like not really sad or not really happy. It's in the middle. 
like if you're like indifferent about everything, you're just there, you're just living, you're just existing. So I've been doing that. I've been still applying for jobs and everything and shit like that. And it's just nothing is panning out. I got all these ex- all this experience and uh, licenses and all this and all that, and it's nothing is panning out. I, know, I get it. I get it. Every time, every chance, every it's not it's not always gonna be your your time to shine. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna get it some bad some bad times, but in life, it's part of the deal. You know. So when it happens, I don't be like, oh, what's going on? I'm upset. Like. It happens. So, like, you know, I probably know I've been out of work for almost a year since last summer with, with some odd jobs on and off since last July or last June, actually. Um, and my old job was um, let go because of um, a contract change. Um, I've been working on that building for about three years. But uh, since then, I've been just trying to collect unemployment, and it finally came through back in, like, March, and I thought, oh, my God, I'm rich. I'm rich. It took forever. I got applied for unemployment back in June of 20, what was it, 2022? 20, 23, actually. And I didn't get it to, like, no, 2022. And I didn't get it until, like, March uh, 2023. Mind you, I was doing my claims. I kept calling to them. Like, oh, they got to check your information. It shouldn't took almost six months to check my, to verify that that was my last job to verify why I left the company. It's, it's a phone call. Or you could go to the company. But most likely it's a phone call or email. It don't take six months for y'all to get a police officer or whatever or a deputy to verify information. But, so it was no money coming in. It was just stagnant. It was it was rough. It was rough. It was rough. And then, back in, like, November 2022, my house burned down. And that was something that I, okay, so, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm a guy that has, I don't have that many dreams. Like, when I go to sleep, I really don't have that many dreams. But I have, the ones that I do have, it's like, Almost like premonitions, like the future, or something like like that. But it's nine times out of ten always something kind of like kind of bad though, right? So, um, my cousin got her apartment about a year ago or two. She, I got her some fire extinguishers for her apartment, not knowing that they give those, they have those in their houses, um, at apartment buildings. So I took them to my house and I told my family. Hey guys, this is what we need because of my premonition, and we we have them. I sent them the video to how to use it, and you know, black people, they don't they don't do things that they're told to do or asked to do, especially by a younger person. So, and they we had them. They was in the basement, and these the unsurprisingly the fire started in the basement, and my brother didn't use it my mom didn't know of course when you in an emergency you don't think about certain things like that you know you you didn't grow up thinking about a fire signature in your house i understand but it is what it is and so we've been this place since november late november until like december some change we was you know going from hotel to hotel um i was sitting in my car you know i don't like asking for favors and shit so 
you know, I was sleeping in my car because it wasn't that cold at that time. I was like, bitch, as long as I got a car, I was going to have a house. Like, yeah, I'm good to go. Um, we did a GoFundMe. I think we raised over $1,500. It should have been more, but we raised $1,500. And then my mom's church, they gave her, like, a lot of gift cards and food gift cards and gas gift cards and stuff like that, stuff like that, stuff like that. So people really came out and showed up. I mean, I wish it could have been more. And since I didn't have my job back in June, my insurance, my housing, um, my renter's insurance lapsed, of course, and so they couldn't help us um, salvage what we had left or whatever. So that was a bummer. I try to be proactive and think ahead for things like this and have everything into good working order, and it just fell to the ground. Like it's crazy how. Got a job, do the right thing. You have you pay taxes, you pay your bills, try to pay them on time if you can, and you do everything right. You get your job, and everything goes complete. My insurance company lapsed. They told me, "Oh, you can't come back. You got to pay the whole six months nut in one." Nigga, I don't have enough money to pay y'all per month. Think I'm gonna pay y'all for six months of service ahead of time? That's crazy. And it just it just goes to show you that these companies just think of you as a person, not a person, as a number, as a as a client. They don't care about you behind the scenes. Oh, I can't change it because the computer won't let me change it. You're the human. You could override the computer. That's how that that's how that works. This is a service. And so now you know you just think about fuck it. I don't give a fuck about nothing. I'm not going to play by the rules anymore because I played by the rules and I lost. So why would I continue to play by the rules? Right, right. So. Um, around December, December 1st, I asked my cousin, can I stay at her house for a while? And then, so that was going great so far. Um, speed up to like April. April, we planned on, um, going to Mexico for this urgery to basically make, basically make our stomach smaller than what it is. And, um, help us lose weight and stuff like that. But my taxes wasn't enough money my taxes and my um when my unemployment came through, it just I just had so much back bills and everything. I didn't have enough money to spend. Like the majority of my money would have went to that one thing. The surgery. The surgery of like six, seven thousand dollars or something like that. And so I had like all this money, like eight grand and change or whatever, but I couldn't I couldn't at that time rightfully put it all into one thing. Like I wanted to get my face done, and I wanted to do all this. Now this is I was just thinking I'm gonna have like ten grand. I'm gonna be great. I'm gonna be rich. And I could get everything else done, and that wasn't the case. I pretty much put a thousand on my on my um my car loan, a thousand on my credit card, a thousand on my other a couple hundreds on my other credit cards, and paid off some tickets I had, and that was pretty much it. And I bought this podcast equipment. And that was pretty much it. And that was, it was just gone. You know what I'm saying? I didn't waste it. You know, I didn't spend it frivolously. I bought things and I paid on things that I needed to pay on to keep my life afloat. And good thing that I did because the very next month I needed those credit cards because there was no more money coming in. And it just, how things came about. Anywho, so she's back now. Um, she was there for about five days. She's very bored. 
She enjoyed her experience. Um, I wish I could have went with her because I would have I would have been so rad just to go to Mexico and just to see the place and everything. Even though she's not a touristy type of person, but whatever. Um, she actually left. She left. She went early. She went a day early because she was just um thinking about her flights and that it may you know you know how flights delay and weather and you know she had to be picked up at the airport at a certain time so. She wanted to be there early just in case something happened. So she went a day early, and then she left maybe like three days early because, you know, she was bored, she was homesick, and she missed her kids. She missed her kids, so she left a day or a couple days early. Um, She's back. I like her host. She's back. She's good. She's good. She's adjusting to her new her body, her new eating regimen. She's still recovering. It's been about two weeks since she's been Two weeks since her surgery. Um, it's still, you know, a process. And, you know, she's still, you know, some days are good days, some days are bad days, you know. Um, hopefully her stomach will expand and she will get back, not back, but to a better working energy service. You know, she's back to her almost regular self in the sense of she feels like a, a vibrant energized human being she doesn't she feels weak she feels she feels weak and tired like because she can't really keep up and down she can't really drink too much water you, know, you can't you gotta like time yourself and eating and stuff and you know rise up or you're gonna throw up so she's been doing that a lot so she really can't uh she's really going through it so kudos to her she'll it'll work herself out i believe and hopefully soon she will you know be recovered enough where she'll be Able to keep things down and keep, um, take some protein and get some pills, vitamins, and she'll be good to go. So, good luck with her. Good luck with her. Good luck with her. Safe. We check out her next week. Um, hopefully she'll be back soon. So, that'd be great. So, over the past week, um, I went to New York City. It was Amtrak was on this deal where going from DC to New York, you get, um, you could pay like 10, $20 each way. Cause that's a a major hub between DC and New York, and for cheap, you know, the later you go, the cheaper it is. So I think I spent twenty bucks going from here DC to New York, and then around three in the morning, uh, from New York back to DC. Um, it was great. I went for a comedy show. Um, the artist is named Matt Ralph. He's a guy. He used to play on. He used to be on um, Wild and Out. Really handsome dude. He's cool. Um, the venue was named the Paramount in Huntington Beach, Huntington, Florida. I mean, Huntington, New York. Basically, all Long Island in the white area of Long Island. That doesn't really matter to part of the story, but it is. It's in the white area of, of Long Island, New York. And people, people be saying, like, oh, you don't go there by yourself. Blah, blah, blah. Why do you do things by yourself? I mean, like I tell people, you can't always have people going with you places, and, you know. You know, you got to work around their schedule and your schedule and all this and all that. And it's just so simple to just get up and go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will go to the movies by myself. Like, I don't care because I'm going to watch the movie, not to be with people. You know what I'm saying? That's not, that's fine to be with people, but I'm going to watch the movie. I don't need six people to go with me to the movies to watch a movie and then we can talk about it later. We can see it all in our separate times and I'm talking about it later. You know what I'm saying? So that never really stopped me doing things, going by myself. I don't care about that. Like I like to go, like the, I like the story, I like the adventure, I like 
get on the train, seeing people. I like traveling. Like, if I could just travel forever to get paid to travel and review, that's the fucking life. Like, I always wanted to travel. Like, in high school, I wanted to be um My birth father, uh, he just drive trucks. So, we went on an adventure to, like, Colorado or somewhere with the mountains. So, since then on, I always wanted to travel and see the world, like, in a train, plane, bus, train, bus kind of thing. Me operate one of those vehicles. But uh, as I got older, I noticed that my vision was not as not as great, and I was unable to obtain a license to drive, to drive those vehicles. I'm sorry, short. But, um... Went up to New York City um, around like 5 o'clock, um, parked my car at the metro station in D.C., uh, New Carrollton. Jumped on a train, got to New York City about like 8.30, 8.45. Um, the show started at 10. We pulled into um, we pulled into um, Penn Station around like 8, 8.30. And I'm thinking in my head, and when I booked my tickets, I thought I had enough time between... 8.30 and 10 to get to this, get to this arena, get to this event. Because, like, you had to catch another train from Penn Station to Long Island. So that train is like an hour. So I plan on, okay, so I'm, I'm walking around Penn Station, blah, 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 woo woo I'm thinking, all right, cool. So looking on Google Maps, we see the next train, next train is leaving to go to the event, go to Long Island. The train was leaving about like nine o'clock or something. So I couldn't really get no no my plan was to go outside to um White Castle and get something from White Castle, but that didn't happen. I didn't have time. So I just went to like Krispy Kreme, got like three donuts, jumped on another train to uh Long Island. Hour goes by, hour ten minutes goes by, I'm in Long Island. So I'm at the station, it's kinda cold. I didn't back I okay. I didn't pack my hoodie. I just had it on my regular shirt and my book bag and everything. That was it. I should have packed the hoodie. I thought, oh, it's spring. It's going to be cool. It was like 50-something degrees. It was just, like chilly. Mad as shit. So I had to catch an Uber from the station to the event. Mind you, the train ain't leave till like 9. So we didn't get there till like 9, 10, 9.15. So, you know, the event starts at my fucking... Um, 10 o'clock so I'm just hoping because normally I've been to this event I've been to this venue before and they normally have two shows and they generally always run over so I was hoping and praying damn I hope they went over on the first show so the second show starts at like 10 30 11 o'clock so I'm getting the uber it's like 10 20 30 I'm like oh my god I mean yeah, I know he's gonna have an opener or two anyway but damn I almost missed the whole hour of the show and, like, the Uber ride from the station to the venue was, like, less than 10 minutes. Like, five minutes. Four to five, six minutes. Nothing crazy. I get there, and there's this long, big line outside of white people. Like, a big, big long line outside. I said, like, oh, wow, it's, like, 1040. They didn't even get to sit down yet. I'm bugging. I'm like, oh, I'm great. I didn't miss shit. I was cooling, got in the line, waited my turn to get to the front, and... I was kind of getting kind of stares around me because, you know, I was like, um, kind of like them all man out because I was a black guy in this, in this hippie, hip town boats. 
Huntington, New York. I'm like, I don't care about that shit though. Like, that don't bother. That don't bother me. It is that doesn't matter to me. But the two people, like a couple was in front of me. They was kind of like the guy was saying something, trying to say like, "Oh, he'll punch me," blah, 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 to his girlfriend. And she's like, "So stop!" Now the girls look kind of kind of look look past you, but they're looking at you. But she turns and she turns to your direction. That was happening. I'm like. This is dumb and kind of awkward, but I don't give a fuck. Like, if you want to fight, you want to fight. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't care. Like, I have no reason to fight you, but you want to start some shit with your girlfriend. I don't give a fuck. Like, let's do it. Even though I'm in this place where no one knows me, you know what I'm saying? I you gotta do what you gotta do. So, that was happening. I'm getting to the club. Um, I go up, go to the second floor. My tickets is in the far left on the second level. Um, got me um. An angry orchard. Um, had a two, three of those, and I sat there. It was two com- open acts. Uh, I don't remember the first guy. I don't remember both of them dudes names to be honest. But the show was great. I enjoyed it. It was no uh, flag photography or anything. It was mostly a girl centric um crowd, unless she was on a date or something like that. Because you know, the dude is kind of kind of hot, you know. So I do with you know, like her Kendall face hit or something. So. Um, the show went over until like twelve thirty. Um, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. Um, and that's the reason why I played the Paramore song. Um, all I want, uh, it's because that's the song he walked out to, and I couldn't put my finger on it. I know this artist. I know this song, and um, I just had I looked it up on YouTube after that show was over. Um, and I found it. I said, "Wow, whose song is that?" I was trying to figure out was it a TikTok song or what. I knew it was Paramore, but I couldn't figure out what song it was. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it don't take me that long to like a song. Like, he came in, he came in to the show doing her riff about, all I wanted was you, like, in the, in the song. And so it just stuck in my head, and I had to figure I had to figure out what it was. And I did. So that's why I played that song at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, guys, did you like our, um, our theme song? It's not what I wanted, but... I got a, a good eye from on fiber to make it for me. I kind of wanted like a conglomerate of like clips all over, um, like span of different podcasts and radio shows and about FCC violations and stuff like that. Well, our podcast, but the dude was like, "Well, can you give me the clips?" I'm like, "Nigga, I mean, I'm paying you like a hundred dollars. I could have just did that, but you just did like the thing. He, the thing he did, I, I appreciate it. I paid for the service." But I'm like, I could have did that myself. Like, you just said the Mona J show and had some um, royalty-free music on the, under it. I picked the music, the underbed, and I just told them what to say. I'm cool with it, but I want it like, you know, like a like a, a traditional radio show intro with some music, um, some clips. You know, I've, we, haven't, we haven't done the show that many times, but we've done a couple of shows. Um, and... Use some clips like that with our voice and some like FCC violations and stuff like that and just generic radio intro stuff onto our show. And but I like it. I'm gonna use it for a while because I paid for it, so whatever. And I added the um the WWE music from the last After Dark solo show that I did prior and just put it all together pretty much. Wanna fly, so Hopefully you like it. It's cool. I'm want I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna change it because I I'm gonna change it again because I don't like it. And yeah, so that's cool. Um, and then I left the and surprisingly when we left when I left the venue, 
you know how you know um what is it called? What is it called? Squarespace? No. No. These called squares. Or Foursquare. Foursquare. An old app named Foursquare. Um now it's called Swarm. I cl- I checked into the venue on Swarm for the Met show, the comedy show. And he uh he he surprised me because he at the end of the show, you know, he asked, you know, any black people here? And it was like probably like four people in the whole crowd was uh, black people was in there. And he asked about other race people too, but you know, yeah. And somehow, some way he sold my tweet or his manager seen my tweet. My tweet was generic. It was just saying I was there. And yeah, he like he favored my tweet. I said, Oh, that's kinda cool. I enjoyed it. So I liked it. I like his I like his um his energy, his his jokes. You know, he had a lot of he had some girl centric jokes because you know he had he has a lot of girlfriends, girl fans. But I like his regular jokes too. It's cool. But you know the drunk girls, they think it's like the TikTok fit the TikTok videos where you like go get drunk, or yell out to the talk to him like y'all one on one and shit. I'm like what the fuck? He but he like I he, he kind of mean. So I like how he make it funny. Like you know he you no know, shit on him. Oh you're still talking. Why are you still talking? Like, you know what I'm saying. So that was cool. So when I I kept trying to judge it when it's going to end. Cause I didn't want to get up early. Oh, by the way, I picked the wrong seats. I had, I was sitting on like a bar stool, and I I kept thinking because when I first went to the venue, I thought the bar stools were like chained together, so you couldn't really move enough. This is a distance away from each person because the the seats are right next to each other, right, right next to each other. And I'm trying to wiggle my little fat ass to get on the fucking seat. Just get half my butt cheeks on the, cheek, on the seat next to this girl and sit comfortably, but I couldn't. So I'm like, just standing. How you just like, you're halfway on the seat and your feet are still on the ground and you're like, you're held up, but you're not held up because you're still standing on your own power. So I said, oh, wow, great. I guess I'm not going to sit tonight. God damn it. So the next time I go to that venue, I need to get better seats. I like to sit on the end. I like to sit on the end because I don't get up at all, but I like to get up. I like to be, I don't like walking past people my, with my, my gut in the face or my ass in the face. Like, I hate that. And I think that when I went there the first time, I sat, like, in the middle, and I didn't like that either. So, that was my problem, that the seat was like, what the fuck? It was a bar seat, not a regular seat. And I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? So it was it was kind of discomforting, but I made it work as a per, as per usual. I made it work, and I'm surprised they had um they had a lot of heavy set um staff like people who show you what the seats are. It was some really big people, women there, showing you where the seats. Like it's not a it's a big venue, but it's not a big venue. It's a nice like L shape venue. Um, but yeah, I was trying to judge it to see when the show was gonna be over. They kept like going like after they was like smoking weed on the um it was, like four twenty. So they was like smoking weed on the stage with the other two comics and everything, and a girl threw like a doll up there or whatever, and one of the comics put it in their pants. It was crazy. Um, so I was trying to order my Uber back to the, the train station, and that going up there was like ten dollars, easy peasy. But you know, when you're at a concert or a crowded venue where multiple people are, they jack up the price. So it went from $10 to $20 to $25. I'm like, nigga, I'm not about to pay y'all $20 goddamn dollars 
Let's go, let's go down the goddamn street. That's fucking crazy. But my problem was I had to get back to Penn Station by 3 o'clock because my train came at 3.20. So I had to eat the bullet. I kept playing with the times. I kept playing with the, uh, you know, oh, maybe I walk down the street, walk around the corner. I get further away from the venue, and I could get a, a regular $10 Fair to get to down the street. Like the, the car ride is ten, six minutes, four to five minutes tops. Ten bucks. Now I got to pay twenty two, twenty five dollars to go down the street. But I had to. My train. The train was leaving at um one fifty two, and they had it, it was going to get to New uh, Penn Station at three o'clock. I had to. I had to jump on that train. It was like. It was like one one twenty, and get into. I called the Uber. I got the, I got an Uber. The dude was far the fuck away. He was like twelve miles away or some shit. I'm like, come on, nigga, twelve miles away. Y'all couldn't find me nobody closer than this nigga than twelve miles away. So you know how when you order an Uber and it's far away, and then the Uber guy starts to drive towards you. And they say, oh, he's kind of far. Let me just cancel it and give me somebody else. Of course this nigga ain't canceled it. Because I mean, he probably was. It's Long Island. So maybe it was somebody else working around the area or some shit. Or maybe it's limited to people working on Long Island or that part of Long Island. So he made it to me around like, what, 120, 130. And I'm like, all right, this car ride is nothing. So I, I'm going to make this train ride. I'm going to make this train. No big deal. I'm not rushing. I was kind of worried because I was going to miss my train. Cause I don't know if my train was coming from somewhere else, like like Connecticut or some shit, or was or was it starting at Penn Station? I'm not sure. I think it was coming from like Connecticut or some shit. So I ended up getting on the train and of course my train uh I'm I had to stand in and wait for the train to come back in service around uh 152. Of course I get on the fucking loudest ass train because you know they got the little Long Island railway trains. They have little dividers to go to. You can walk. You can walk into the in between the doors to the next car. Of course, my door was fucking broke, so I was hearing all the outside sounds and the, the metal of the trains. Oh, it was annoying. I'm like, oh, bitch, y'all will do this to me. I'm on the loudest goddamn train. God damn it. Um, so I ended up making it back to Penn Station at uh, about three o'clock, and I walk upstairs and I try to find my uh. Amtrak tracks uh, directions to the Amtrak side, and uh, I ended up making my train and got on the train, headed back to DC, and it was a, it was a really, really full good day. I really enjoyed myself. Like, like I I love like <laughs> riding the train is so awesome. I just wish they had nonstop like go straight to DC to, to New York, like which it was the third track where they could just go in the middle and say, all right, skip all these stops, you know. DC to Baltimore, straight to fucking New York. Like it'll be nothing. Like straight through. What the fuck? Like I thought you would think that would have started kind of services, but it's the infrastructure is so fucked up and old. I guess they can't add another track. But like, why don't you just jump on the other side track and then switch back over? Like I don't, I don't know. I wonder how many switches they got on that joint. But like, like in DC, like. I like the New York the New York City subway stations. I like how you can, you know, nonstop express trains. You can skip shit and 
it's a bit there's a, their city is bigger than ours, so it's a bigger system. It's a bigger, older system. I love it. But in DC, it's two tracks, bitch. In and out. And you could switch tracks in the middle, but overall it's two tracks. It's pretty much the infrastructure is crazy. Um what else? But yeah, that was my day for the um for the concert, the comedian show. Um, what else did I do? So I watched a lot of TV shows. Like I like sappy dramas, like a million little things. That shows up on ABC. That's about um a couple of friends in Boston, diverse friends in Boston. Um, their friend John, he jumps, he commits suicide and and he had a mistress and kids and a wife and all this and all that and all that and all that like three or four dude best friends. I like I like I like like I think because when I was growing up in the eighties and the nineties, like we was able to watch or all we really had to watch was like Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh, Merrill's place and the Simpsons. And I think that we was a older soul generation like i mean i watched my cartoons but we had a lot of adult adult centric cartoons too like running stimpy and all this and all that so i think we kind of was old older groom growing up kind of stuff like when you watch tv shows i like those kind of a sappy regular tv shows like the oc and one tree hill and all that stuff but currently i was watching the show called uh, a million little things and the good doctor they're both on channel seven abc and one thing about tv shows when they're shooting the tv shows they don't align they don't choose to air them during those seasons of the t- of the show like let's say if the show was filming a christmas show they don't Air them during the Christmas season. They air them during the summer. Like, like I say, if it's a let's say like, like like the shy, the shy comes on in the summertime between June, July, and August, and September. So that makes either don't never shoot Christmas, or just never shoot Christmas because like your show doesn't air during Christmas unless I want to give them a special Christmas episode. But essentially. Your show doesn't air during Christmas, so why would you shoot Christmas episodes if you're going to go on by the standards of it is a TV show, so, you know, you got to suspend your disbelief, but that, that just irks me that it doesn't line up like that that way. Like, just tell them, well, you don't air during this Christmas, so you don't, please don't shoot Christmas shows because it doesn't coincide. The fuck? So, those two shows, I mentioned Little Things and The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is about um, what's that dude named Freddie Hightower? Whatever he played on, a, they played on um, Bates Motel. He's this British dude. He plays all these eccentric, weird uh, roles in TV shows. He's always this a secondary issue with him, and he's a main character of the show. He's a doctor in like I don't know Boston, LA, and he has autism, and he thinks differently than everybody else. And that's the show, pretty much. So both of these shows did like a Father's Day eccentric show. It wasn't necessarily Father's Day, but the premise of these two shows is about 
fathers and love and caring about your father and shit. It was really, it was really, it really got to me last week. And I was watching those two shows. I'm like, huh, this is weird. And so it got me thinking about, you know, cause how I grew up, I didn't have one. Like, I mean, I knew of my father. I know what he looked like. I know where he lived. But he didn't take care of me. Like, like I said, we only went on like one or two trips on the, uh, on a truck, on the rig, 18-wheeler. And that was pretty much it. Like, we don't have no pictures together. I don't think he even signed my birth certificate. And that's okay. But, yeah. So, that just made me think about that. And I'm like, I was going, I was going back into the past. And I was saying, dang, like, how I lived my life and how I do things because of that way. Like, I know I have a fond memory of cursing out my dad, my uh my birth dad, I just I call him my sperm donor dad, whatever. Cause I um I asked him to buy me uh it's like a Spider Man game from like the PS like the the PlayStation Spider Man game. And I remember I remember vividly I was sitting on the steps and was like, Yeah, I want this game, but I rock, you get it for me. Dude pretty much flat out said, Yeah, I ain't got it right now or like pretty much like a no. He didn't say maybe later, maybe another date. It was like a, a flat out no. I'm like, I'm like, what? What do you? What do you? What are you here for? You don't do nothing for me. Like, what the fuck? What, what is this yang and yang we're doing here? Like, what? What am I, what am I calling you for? And I pretty much cussed him out and I got the phone. My mom was like scolding me, like, you can't do that to That's your father. And like, he's not my father. He doesn't have. He doesn't do nothing for me. He's not my. He's just a person that made me. But the fuck no. Like, nah, I'm good. So when I was growing up, I really. I was just going back and thinking, thinking like, dang, I'm really, really a self-made in the sense that I didn't have no, really no beliefs pushed to me except for Christianity. But other than that, I really was, I'm really a product of, of my own curiosities and things. I didn't have that many people saying, oh, you should do this, or you should do that, or you should... You should do this. Like, you know, I'm really like a product of myself in a sense. Like, I had never had nobody or uncle or anybody to really be like, oh, you should go this way or you should go that way. You know what I'm saying? So I'm proud of myself about that. Like, because I was, because me, um, seeing my cousin raise her kids, and I'm just like, you know, I want them to, I want them to, I want them to realize, like, I don't want to put my shit onto them, but. I want them to realize that their their fathers can do more for them than what they've been doing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't hang out a lot or they don't they don't do enough. To me, it's not they don't do enough with their children. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like, damn, it's not that much to hang out with your fucking kids. If you don't see them five days out of the week, barely on the weekends, you really, a, you don't have a kid, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm thinking, I always be thinking like, dang, I spend a lot, I spend a lot of time with these kids, and I'm like, damn, but if I was miss these kids, do they even care about the kids? Like, I be, I think like I took the majority of the their their father's time, like, or at least their moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, just just being around the kids every day. They're them growing them to themselves, figuring themselves out. Just those little moments, you know what I'm saying? 
But they could if they they wanted to, you know, because they don't live that far from them from them from their children. I just be like, damn, like, and then I just I don't I don't I try to get the kids don't be like so not gullible, but like so what's the word? You know, kids don't like to shake the boat, rock the boat. They're really nonchalant. They try to go with the flow, and they don't wanna they don't wanna they don't wanna hurt nobody's feelings. So they'll go with the flow and say, oh, I like your new girlfriend. Oh, I like this and this because they don't want to be they don't want to be a bother to their their parents. So you got an opinion. Say your opinion. Just say it respectfully and talk it out. Like I would tell the kids, say what you have to say. Don't bother it up. Say whatever you want to say, good or bad. Just say it respectfully and adultly and let's figure this out. Like. I was telling Zillin to book his own, um, his haircut, his haircuts. I, I had my cousin, my cousin's baby father cuts his hair. He's been cutting his hair for a good, a good little while. And I'm telling him, because when I was growing up, I went to the barber by my house. And since I was like 10 years old, I could pretty much, I was pretty much booking my own appointments. Calling him saying, can I come on no, da, 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 Saturday da, 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 this time? And yeah. He's 13. And I'm just saying, all you got to do is text the dude. Text him, reintroduce yourself, and be like, oh, can I come on Sunday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever the case may be? It's not that hard. All you're going to do is say yes or no or no respond. Granted, he did text him like maybe like months ago, and he never responded. Mind you, he don't know his number. You know, Zuna don't even know the bother's name. Like, he never... They never, I don't know what they do when he's in the chair. Do we talk to him or not? He thinks, I don't know him. He cuts your hair every twice a month. How much more than he's one he's your serviceman? Granted, you probably didn't get his name. He probably never asked you your name or get his name or whatever case may be. He still, you still know this guy to us, to a fault. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't, I, don't, I keep telling some people, like, it doesn't matter. Like I remember, I had to, I remember I had to um, help my cousin. Like I didn't had that bone in my body that I was scared to talk to people. I used to, I used to stutter. I can't, and I still kind of stutter to this day. But I never had a problem of talking to people because I didn't care. And I care in the sense of all I'm gonna do is say yes or no and get on with it. So I know I had to help my cousins like talk to librarians and stuff like that when we was growing up. Cause I was kind of like a latchkey kid, you know, riding the metro and all this and all that. And they was in Maryland, so, you know, it's different. School systems in D.C. and Maryland. Maryland, you get a cheese bus. They drive you from the door to door or street corner to street corner. And, you know, you walk yourself to your house. D.C., you have to catch a public bus from point A to point B to point C to go to school. Plain and simple. You, you grew up faster in the city, pretty much. And, okay, and people also say you grew up faster in the city. So I I try to pride myself on getting these kids to uh, talk and uh, conversate and determine things and just let it all out. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like these fathers not doing enough or the bare minimum. They don't live with you. They it's just you're just you're just you're just living. You know what I'm saying? You're just living. You know that's what I feel like. I just feel like I just want them. I'm not saying they're bad fathers. They're not bad fathers. But and you can do more. You know what I'm saying? You can be like, it's they can do more. That's all I can say. I can't. Number one, I can explain it. 
Like if I'm with, I'm getting their haircuts. I'm doing their day to the day to day food and stuff and food and questions and I'm fine with that. But I just felt like they could do a little bit more. Like I try to get them to like okay, let's say now it's asking for some money for uh, Apple Pay. I'm like okay, I'll give you the money. But before that, ask ask your aunts, ask your uncles, ask somebody else. Learn to ask. You have a lot of family you can ask. You can ask me too. But learn to talk to your other family members and try to get from them and establish a rapport from them. Like, at uh, one point, uh, what happened? Um, George was the, my cousin, Cynthia's uh, brother, alcohol host. He was at the house every day and. I guess uh, Zillin didn't see him in the house. So George seen him interacting with me, talking freely, just being regular, nothing crazy. And then he see George, and then they don't have as much conversation, you know what I'm saying? And he just like, oh, wow, why are you, why you get cleaned up around me? And you, I just saw you talking to him very freely, very yourself, very natural. And I'm just saying, well, maybe, you know, he'd have engaged, you know, not around a lot for him to gauge your, you know, what you like, what you don't like. Are you annoyed? Are you not annoyed? Should I, I didn't say that at the time. I'm just saying that behind the scenes, like, you know what I'm saying? So, that's all. I just feel like the fathers could do more, and they're not. They're just, the baby mother got the kids, and that's it. That's just that's the life, and that's okay, that's fine. But you're not you didn't do that much, and then you move away to Baltimore. Like, understandable you um for a business that's not flourishing, but you're still doing it. I'm killing it, but I'm just saying. You, he moved around. He moved a lot. But anyway, back to other topics. Um, we lost some people this week. Jerry Springer, he died at seventy nine. He had pancreatic cancer. I believe he found out two months prior to his death. Um, pancreatic cancer is a blower. It gets you really fast. I'm, I wonder, does it get you faster when you find, when you internalize from the doctor that says, you got this. Now you say, oh, damn. I, now my brain knows that I got this. Now the rest of my body knows we got this. And then it starts to deteriorate. I wonder how that works. Like, if you don't go to the doctor, you don't notice it. How long can you last with, with the pancreatic cancer? Because I think Steve Jobs had pancreatic cancer, and that's what I'm saying. Money, that money don't matter. At the end of the day, you gotta go you know, out of here. That all the money in the world can't save you from death. Sad to say, can't save you to death. Oh, and the other day, my car got broken into, and I think my cousin she told me about it. My cousins, my older cousin told me about it. They just smashed my window, one of my back windows, but they didn't take anything. And I think she thinks that my response wasn't, I wasn't mad enough for her. I'm like, well, I can't be. Like, I've been seeing glass on the ground for weeks prior, and I don't have no insurance. I'm just lucky enough to have had some money on my credit cards to get this fixed in a timely manner, even though they were trying to gouge the prices for that shit. They were saying four eighty, three fifty, two fifty. I ended up paying two fifty. That was the only deal I found with two fifty. Or they didn't have the glass in stock because they've been breaking these 
breaking and stealing these cars for months. So I'm happy that they didn't steal my car because I, I don't have no insurance. So it could have been a whole blower. Um, but yeah, I think she thinks that I wasn't mad enough for her. I'm like, I mean, you're going to get some bad part of this life. So, you know, I, this is my time. I'm glad it was, just, it was just a window and not my entire car. You know what I'm saying? So, so I was in my feelings this week about that. Like, is I tried not to put my problems in people, or I'm just trying to look at it in all sorts of different ways, not ways of doing a problem. But yeah, uh, we lost Jerry Springer. He was 79. Um, Black Twitter went crazy for him. I seen shirts and cups made and clips about him. You know, he was the first person that really brought trashy TV to TV to like, you know, the regular shitty TV. Um, and I, I remember I used to um, watching the Jerry Springer After Dark uh, uh, VHSs, you know, with the boobs out and all that stuff on that crazy shit. It was crazy. Um, it was just regular, with his boobs, his boobs, shit you can see on TV. And the cursing and all the bleach. Like, I used to love, like, why are you bleeping this stuff? Let's let us hear it full, um, unedited. Um, come on, about the kids. Let's show it, show it. Um, so we lost him, and we lost. A hatred lady, um, Carol Burnett, I think her name is. She's the lady that accused Emma Till of whistling, whistling at her and making a big stink in the commotion and led to his murder by her. She, this bitch, she died at, what, 88? She died peacefully in her fucking uh, um, nursing home uh, the other day. She's gone hell probably um it's funny me and cynthia was talking about this the other day about reparations if we was given reparations would it be enough and then if we get reparations and figures a few um bloodlines down would they would owe reparations to them and i said well i think i'm not saying that we don't deserve it we do deserve it though we didn't really we went, through, we went through our own sort of shit in our lifetime and people before us. And the trauma is in the blood. It's in the genes. It's in the suffering. It's in us from the past and the current and in the future. Um, hope it's not future of the suffering. Um, but I think it's just money. And once it's gone, would it be satisfied if you, if you do get reparations? And is it is a dollar amount. Of course, they say money can't bring you happiness, but it can solve a lot of your problems. Yes, but when is enough is enough? I'm not saying we don't we don't need reparations, but what they said once well, they give you like I said they give you a hundred thousand dollars, you just blow to that money and like have a loan, and then it goes back to normal. They still get shitted. You still get treated shittily. Months later. Or the next generation behind us, behind us, behind us. Like, when will it stop? When will it end? Is it enough? I don't. Th- I told her. I think I told her. I told her. I don't think you will ever be satisfied with it. I don't think no dollar amount would really help. I think it would just hinder. It will help. It will put a pause to it for a little bit, but at the end of the day, you can never really pay an amount. And we're okay with it. Like they paid the Germans and all that shit, and they paid the Native Americans. But 
but they have their stuff. They have their land. They have their things. You know what I'm saying? They have their community. Our community is forever broken and so so apart we can't get back. You know what I'm saying? We're we're literally thousands of families in the city and we're we don't have a village. We don't have a Oh, we're together. You know what I'm saying? We're we're a black entity. We're this is my this is my brother. That's my sister. And then you, you can't fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that togetherness. You know what I'm saying? We don't have that networking thing. We don't know people in a high capacity. Like, oh, I know a senator. I know a police chief. I know this. Know that. So I think it will Paul put it on pause, but it won't help. It'll just. Ease the pain, and then the money will be gone, and they be back to square one, pretty much. Um, what else? You know, you have some certain family members that have to have a feeling in their story. So I have a, a favorite cousin or a firstborn son, and I treated him as such. Um, his father was in and out of his life, and he's you know he's out. He's currently in out in public. You know, he's not in jail no more right now. Um, and you gotta know people for who they are. You know what I'm saying? You know, everybody have a good side and a bad side and a neutral side. Da, 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 da. But people, some people act like they have to have villains in their story, or they really are the villains in their own story. But they cast this villainism to everybody else onto them, onto them. So, my mom went to a apartment building overhead, uh, Merlin, off of the DC border, and. My mom told his mom about it, and he applied. And my mom was saying, "Oh, um, if you apply and you do the get in, say I referred you." And she gets some money off of her bill, and he gets money off of his first bill. And mind you, I've talked to him in a couple of weeks. Nothing bad happened. That's how I talked to him on my end. At least I don't know. I just gave my ride to do a a deal, and that was pretty much it. Um. Of course, he ignored the phone call or the text message. You know, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna chase you down for no goddamn apartment referral and shit. And then nigga gonna text him back talk about, uh, whoever you got called on my phone or whatever. I didn't give nobody no fucking referral. Uh, did they help me move my apartment? Move in, move in my apartment. So I'm like, so you're saying you're asking if my mom is gonna help you? You're like 21, 22. Help you move into your apartment building for a referral, or I'm saying, did you expect me to help you move into an apartment? I don't move things. I don't like doing that kind of stuff. I don't like sweating like that. I will end up, I will pay the price to help move. I've paid him to go with me to pick up a toilet from the goddamn Costco, and he picked it up and put it in the truck, then picked it up and put it at my house. I'm not moving. I don't. I don't move, but. You know, my mom wanted me to make the phone call, so I did, and that's when I got back. And she was like, you know, I just told her, uh, leave that shit alone. And he, you know, when people doing good, they act like everybody else is your enemy or after you or whatever the case may be. I don't know what the story is. I won't get into probably when he comes back down to earth or whatever. I won't reach out because I don't normally reach out that much anyway, you know, and see what the fuck is really going on. But I'm like, what are you talking about? But that's people for you. People act like you're the enemy and you did and you did something to them and that's not the case. Like same thing with his sister. I'm like, what is y'all issue? Who do you 
you know, you got to put out what you put in. You know that, right? You got to put out what you put in. And people just have a delusion about life and how things go to go. Like, I'll do almost anything for anybody if I can. And in, in, in return, I don't expect not much stuff in return. But if I ask you for something... I hope that you know that I know that I need it and I'm asking for it for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I don't ask for a lot. I don't ask for nothing, actually. But if I'm desperate enough, I have to ask for it. I will ask for it. But I think I want people to know that. Like, And I, I don't know. People, they really, they're delusional. They're really delusional about what life is and how it's supposed to be and how things is. A lot of my cousins, my younger cousins, think all this, what the family should be or what it was. And, oh, what a grandmother dies and everybody just go about their business. I'm like, yeah, I was really this, I was already this family before she died. What are you talking about? Like, you were never really that close because somebody paid for food and I went to one place to eat it and as a camaraderie of a family, oh, look at my family, look at the pictures and it's nice. Like, you're really, not, you're not that close. We're just a, a mix of people that's in a family and a bloodline and that's pretty much it. You don't have to like your family. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be around. That's like me and my cousins, me and my cousin Cynthia, uh, Andrew, and Nina, and, uh, and Grace and I, we went to a party, our cousin's party, and you know they had a they had a, they had a photographer there, and they took pictures, and then the pictures ended up online, and surprisingly, our pictures were not included in those pictures that was online, but at the party, people. Of the party, the birthday girls were delighted and ecstatic to see us and to take pictures with us. But those pictures did not make it online. Interesting. Now, I'm not going to ask you about those pictures yet. But one day, if I'm feeling froggy enough, which I normally would any day will suffice, I will. But at the end of the day, it don't really matter because we already know what it is. But that's not... Like what's happening? What's happening? Not happening. Like what the fuck? Like it's not that big of a shade, but it is some shade. Let it all be known. It is some motherfucking shade. But I just sit back and watch, and I just call the spades that are spades and go on by my business. Oh God. But um, uh, still trying to look for a job and shit and. I can do my life back together because it fell so apart, so apart, so fast, so fast. Don't know what the future may hold, but I'm just doing it ear by ear by ear. Fucking A. Oh, the WWE draft. Oh, wow. So the bloodline storyline is still going on. Um, The Usos still don't have the championships. Uh, Kevin Owens and, and uh, Sami Zayn still holds the tag team titles. They're going to do a WWE draft. They did it this past Friday. Um, Roman Reigns and um, Paul Heyman and Solo is on SmackDown. And the Usos will get drafted on Monday. And they lost their match this past Friday. So, I don't know what that holds. I think they're going to get their ass whipped by the Tribal Chief. I'm still enjoying the storylines. And I'm still I'm enjoying the new brand split. That's kind of been waiting to happen anyway, and they just made a new championship. So that's what's going on. I think they're going to have brand split uh, pay-per-views as well. So looking forward to the new storylines. I, I just, I, 
I don't know. I think I want Miz to have another run real quick with the title. A meaningful run, if that makes sense. Before they give the Cody Rhodes. So I think this will be a good chance to do this with the brand split. I want to see the Miz get one more shot. I want to see Seth, of course, get another shot. Another title, a lengthy title reign. I want to see Gunther to actually get a title reign. Um, and, of course, um, Austin Theory. I love Austin Theory with his nice fat thighs. Austin Theory. I want to see him get a title run. Yeah, uh, a, w, a WWE title run. And I can hate to say it, I hate, but I love my heels. And I'm a heel guy. Damian Mysterio. I love him. Uh, I want to see him get whatever he could get. A tag title or an incontinence title. NXT title. It doesn't even matter. Like, I love it. I love the fact. I, you know, I love factions. I love heel factions. It's cool. So, next couple of weeks this summer, it should be very, very interesting what they're going to do. It's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, I can't wait to have another pay per view like in DC, a meaningful one in DC, or another WrestleMania close by. Another guy won the footy next year. Um, I think they're going to Minnesota maybe in twenty twenty four. Or 2025. They haven't been announced yet, though. But a lot of good things coming up for uh, wrestling these days. These days. So the upcoming shows I'm, I'm waiting on is season two of Premise. It's like a Spanish-American show on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can check it out season one right now on Amazon Prime. It should, I think it's going to. I haven't got picked up again for season two. It should be announced within the next six months or so. Um, also, I'm waiting on Hot Stoppers. It's supposed to be coming out season two. It's supposed to be coming out in June. You can watch season one on Netflix right now. Um, that's a UK show. Um, Sex Education, also another Netflix show. Um, the shows I'm watching currently is you know, 911, 911, Long Ranger, The Good Doctor, Accused, Adopted. Um, what else? Wrestling, of course. Um, what else is in my circulation? I need to p- catch up on Law and Order and Law and Order SVU and Law and Order Criminal Intent. I'm not Criminal Intent. What's that thing? What's that stable show? That new stable show. I'm like so behind on that show right now. And my other little go tos. I don't really watch that like housewife stuff. I watch it because my, cause my cousin watch it and she enjoys. I enjoy her. I enjoy. Her telling the story about the show because she loves that show. So I don't really watch those shows on my own. I don't really watch it with her or whatever. The Housewives shows and all that stuff. And um, what are my other shows I watch pretty much? Oh, um, The Shy comes on this summer. Um, Power, Power Book 2, Power Book 3, all that shit. Um, what else? That's pretty much it. Um, my show that's wrapped up last year or earlier this year was Your Honor that had a surprise in season two that we really didn't really need, but okay, go off. Um, uh, a summer, another show is starting this summer. I think it's called Cruel Summer. It's like a slow burn murder mystery, different episodes with different characters this new season. It's cool. Last year it was kind of, it's kind of slow, but it, it ended up turning up nice. Uh, 
that's kind of TV shows I like to watch. Like, you know, stuff from the past. Like, I'm about to rewatch Noah's Ark. Oh, matter of fact, Noah's Ark is getting a remake or, or a reboot. Or I think with a new cast. It's going to be coming out later this year. That, that, was, that news broke this past week. That's kind of cool. So, I'm going to rewatch Noah's Ark, season one and two, and the movies and the um, Corona YouTube specials. So that's very nice that they're getting a reboot. That's very nice for the updated generation. That's kind of cool. What else? I'm going to rewatch Quiz Book again. And um, it's Sopranos. I just got finished on the, uh, uh, the Wire rewatch. I love The Wire. Like, normally I don't like those kind of TV shows about, you know, my the situation I live in every day. You know, like in the ghetto and shit and killing and shit. But sometimes it's kind of fun. But normally I don't. Um, any movies I'm looking, I'm looking forward to see? No, not really. Not really. No. I mean, unless I see the trailer. There's no big budget movies. Um, oh, The Black Demon? I think it's about a shark. I love a dumb shark movie. I heard it got bad reviews, but I watch it regardless. I love a dumb shark movie. It's entertaining. It's stupid. It's dumb. But it's entertaining to me. A scary movie and a shark movie. I fucking love them. Give me a lot of shark movies. Let's kill it. Um, also, guys, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I need to post more things on TikTok for our channel. I need to get arms for that bullshit. I'll be fucking up with that. But you'll follow us all over the place. We're everywhere. Connect with us. What you like, what you don't like about the show. Um... We'll be doing shows steadily soon, hopefully. Or we made it to get more solo shows. Maybe the show made it become a solo show. The morning of the show made it become a permanent solo show. I never thought I'd be able to talk on the microphone by myself. I always thought I needed somebody to talk to to keep the banter over going. But this is not that bad. It's harder than it looks to talk for an hour or two by yourself. But it's not that hard. But it's hard, but it's hard. Not that hard. Um, one more last topic. It's about friends. Friends and friendships. So I had a nigga call me from my old friend from McDonald's from years ago. Nigga talking about he been calling me on Facebook talking about, oh, can you get me high and drunk? La la la. I might have jumped off the roof. Like what the fuck? Like people, people don't understand what they be saying, do they? Oh yes, but that's that's you being coast switching. They understand what the fuck they're saying. Like why do you why you need me to get you high and drunk? I don't even get high or drunk that much. Like what? Where's, where's your family? Where's your friends? What are you talking about? Like, what? Like, people just be, people just be using people for no reason. And people think people stupid. I'm not stupid. I, I can read between the lines right then and there. Like, I'm not dumb. Like, I ignored all these phone calls online. Like, I mean, yeah, on Facebook or whatever. Like, where's your family? Where's your other friends? Like, what are you talking about? Like, he called me today before I started this podcast. Talk about you went out tonight. I said, uh, "No, and you need Monday to go out." <laughs> fuck went out for like what the fuck? It was like around eleven thirty, and basically ended up asking me for two dollars. Like, what the fuck? Like, I hate that shit. Like, like he people use their job as their identity. Like he used to be like, "Oh, I'm a manager. Oh, I work for TSA." Nobody gives a fuck. Cause any of those jobs you could lose. Like it doesn't matter. Like that's one of the things I learned this year that nothing really matters. Like 
just have a happy life, happy people around you, good people, good vibes around you, and that's true to you and true to them. And that's pretty much it. I think that's the basis of life. All this money, cars, uh, generational wealth, it's all bullshit at the end of the day. It's nice that you can have it. Like, everybody can't be a business owner. Like, I do want to start a, t- a t-shirt business, but I don't know what the fuck will my animal or my design will be. Who would the fuck wear that shit? Like, I love beanies. I love hoodies. I love t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? That's all I motherfucking wear. But like I said, people, this is the worst. Like, I don't know why people treat fat people so badly. Like, like cheating like shit. Like, they, like they're just, oh, I'm going to just give you this, and that's why you're going to take. That's why you're going to be. Like, what the fuck? Like, we're the best people out here. Like, because we already know what the bullshit. Like, no cuckards. Like, people just try to give you the shits. And it's, like, it's, it's just the worst. Like, going to restaurants with people and they don't understand what's been going on. Like, I've been to a restaurant where you see, let's say it's five people come to a restaurant. And then he, we go to a table and it's only a booth for four people. But, like, I was the first person to come to the restaurant. And you see it's five people. Well, I'll just take her to a booth. Right? And so then, of course, now you walk into the restaurant, and then you're the first person to walk in. And then you have to wait for a person to walk you to the next table. I end up at the end. So now I have to get a secondary seat to sit on the edge of this table. I said, uh, no. We can sit at that table right there in the middle of the goddamn floor what the fuck are you talking about like what are you doing like I, we always get bad service or we get snickered like we will pay my money is green like everybody else's money is green we will tip you if you deserve a tip like a lot of people treat fat people like they're second class third class citizens like it never makes sense they just be like uh they just be thinking too much like they just think that we're fat and we don't care, and we did it to ourselves, and that's not always the case. Like you know what I'm saying? That because my body retains fat and store it and don't burn it. Like a most people who are skinny, they didn't work for those bodies. That's just their genetics, and their body is always their genetics is always moving, and they're burning calories just because your frame. You know what I'm saying? Like people. Who what who didn't live with me? Who lived with me at one point? It's like, oh wow, you don't you don't eat that much? Why are you fat? Yeah, same question to me, sir. I don't fucking know. I hold fucking fat, nigga. What the fuck, like, and people just be asking the most blatantest, dumbest questions. Like, I had this old coworker hit me up the other day talking about you want to go out to the bar and shit. I'm like, I mean, I ain't got no money, mind you. It's not. It was about the money, but it wasn't. Cause I'm like. We never hung out. We worked together for three years. We never hung out in three years when I was working there. Only thing we, we I would do for him was to give him like a a, a handshake deal in, our, in my neighborhood with somebody I knew, and he bought some product. That's pretty much it. Other than that, we don't. We never hung out. We in a different age group. Like, I'm not saying I can't hang out with a nigga. All a nigga do is talk about his girlfriend and how she didn't know what she, she not know what she's supposed to do or some shit like that. Like. I don't got time for that shit. I mean, I can. I mean, I could start a fucking service and be like, yeah, I could be your listening friend and your drink buddy. Come on. Yap to me for a fee. 
the fuck? Like, people... I wouldn't do that to somebody. I wanted this to talk somebody up in the blue. Like, oh, what you doing? Let's hang out. No one cares that much, like, to be honest. Like, I tell people, I could know you for a couple of years and not talk to you ever again. Like, it's not that big a deal. It's real, but I understand that things fall off the cliffs, and you got to be ready, ready and prepared for that. So, we're about to wrap up this show. One J show, After Dark. I love these after dark shows, these slow, these solo shows. It is, I just be want to talk to you guys, and that's pretty much it. Get shit off my chest. It's like this is therapeutic for me. Uh, don't know when I'm gonna do this again, but maybe next week. Who knows? Depends on my week and how it is. I got a couple of job interviews lined up and cheesing it. Um, I have this. Um, I have this Pentagon job lined up in June, and it's my birthday. Wow, easy June is my birthday. Guys, you're gonna give me a gift, you know, cash at me, Bussy Inc. One, cash app, shit like that, you know. Uh, PayPal, Zillow, hit me up. You need anything, hit me up. Send me some money, send me anything, send me some gift cards. I don't give a fuck. Um, I had a job lined up for the Pentagon because I got a clearance. And two things that's kind of hindering me from doing this job. One is, Trying to use a gun. I'm not scared about guns. I just haven't used one in a long time. I just need another little test. You know, I never had a gun in the capacity of a job. You know what I'm saying? Or handled a gun in the capacity of a job. Two is I have to run a mile in 20 minutes. Nigga, why the fuck I need to run a mile in 20 minutes for a job? Didn't a fucking plane hit your building a couple years ago? What's the point of me running a mile for 20 minutes? What's the point of me running at all? If somebody gets shot, they get shot. Like, what am I running to get to shoot somebody for? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the only thing that's going to hinder me, really, is that. And whatever they try to pick up in my medical exams. But I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to be, I'm going to call it, I'm going to manifest it and call it into existence because I really want this job. I really want it. I want I really want this pay. Like I, be, I should be getting, I've been getting this paid for years. Like thirty six dollars an hour, it's great. It's a good stepping stone. So I'm gonna, you know, speak it, speak it into existence. And yeah, and I also got a, a job interview at the airport on Wednesday. And I was telling myself, my cousin, a couple weeks ago, I was like, I basically was saying, if I couldn't. What would my backup job be just to sustain myself for the rest of my life? I told them, if I work in, like, transportation, like, with the airport or some shit, I'm good to go. Get to the top, get to the middle, and get to travel for free. That's all I really care about. I mean, I want the perks. I want the I want a good pay and some good perks. You know what I'm saying? Some time, paid time off, um, PTO, and some perks. Some traveling or something. That's all I really need. I care about nothing else. And at the end of the day, you can't take none of this shit with you. None of this shit can go with you. So it don't even matter. Um, so guys, I want you to keep your head up, keep going on what you're doing, keep the keep, keep the good people around you, and and keep the keep the good fight going. Fuck. Uh, my song I'm about to play is DC Fly from DC. Uh, DC Flies. Uh, his song is Together. Cynthia told me about this song like two days ago. 
And so I'm going to play it as our outro song for tonight. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next week. Hopefully, we will see. Let's see. Like I said before, guys, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, IG, TikTok. Be on all those things. And I'll see you again next week, hopefully. Um, hopefully, Cynthia feels better. Wish she could go, come back to the show. And if she do, she do. She don't, she don't. But uh, keep her in the well wishes. And yeah, be true. Be good to yourself. Oh, what's that line? What's that? Line? What's that? Jo- uh, Jerry Springer line. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, Jerry Springer. Take care of yourself and each other. Good night, guys. Something ain't enough. What are we fighting for? Girl, say what's on your mind. Then let's go live it up. Girl, you know I'm loving you the long way. It's just really hard to get my girl, baby. You know that my past is really crazy. And I just need one day. Really, just one day. Always say what's on your mind. I'ma love you all the time. Even though sometimes it seems I push away. I'd rather walk away than fight and stay. I even might say I don't give a fuck. I thought I heard you say you had enough. We gotta come back together. We can't do this shit forever. I know that there's no one better. We gotta rewrite the story together. It's the same I yell, you yell, we scream It's insane Baby, calm down, let's breathe She throws my chain I grab her clothes, goddamn, I had everything Fellas, if you're loving somebody Grab a little closer Tell her you got her Ladies, if you're loving somebody Grab them the closer Show him you're riding Fellas, if you ever feel lonely It's the Morning J Show.